I'm Molly O'Connor. And I'm Sarah Connell. And you are listening to Pop It. This is the podcast for popping questions, popping bottles, and pop culture. This week on Pop It, we're on site at Sparkle on Park with owner Ari Philippi. Sparkle is part flowers, part art, and part local wonder. We're chatting with Ari about what it's like to make a name for herself as a new retail option in an established Worcester neighborhood. Thank you for having us. Welcome. Thank you for coming. <laughs> it's it's okay. You're gonna be fine. Okay. I know you love podcasts, so this is like um, yeah. an exciting opportunity. Is that right? I feel like I have stage fright right now. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> what are your favorite shows? What do you love? Do you love Comedy Bang Bang? Comedy Bang Bang. I like Earwolf, WTF. Mm-hmm. I don't really have time to listen to podcasts anymore. Me too. So it's I been like, a few years. I pick and choose now. If something comes up that I'm like, oh, I gotta listen to that, mm-hmm. then I really do. But I'm the same way too. I like the comedy ones, I think, because they're just like so low stakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get, I like some of the like the serial ones or the ones that you mm-hmm. need to like listen to the whole thing. Like I like Slow Burn. But I find it so much easier to just do the ones that I can like grab an episode and move on. Right now. I'm really into Good One, which is a comedy podcast where they tell one joke or they play it, and then the comedian goes through beat by beat and talks about, like, (laughs) how each one went. And then also, oh, I was just listening to Hassan Minhaj. I'm trying to say it right. Um, Yes. Because he just announced, I think it was on Ellen recently, he's like, everyone's been saying my name wrong, and I'm finally going to come out and tell you. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and he was on Dax Shepard's podcast, Armchair Expert. Armchair yeah, and he great. was so insightful. I am such a big fan of his. He um, has a great comedy special on Netflix. I think it's called Homecoming King, mm-hmm. but it's great. Yes. Highly recommend. And you just mentioned that you grew up working in a greenhouse. Can you tell us about your family's business? Yeah, so my family owns Everlast Nursery in Leicester on Route 9. They've been there since 1985. Um Currently, they're renting their parking lot to Cultivate, which Mm -hmm. is the dispensary in Leicester. It was the first one to open in Massachusetts. And um, yeah, it's been it's been really cool. Like when it first when they first opened, there was just cars like I couldn't go visit my dad. I couldn't go there because there was just like cars backed up like they closed the they closed like all the roads like to get to Route 9. So I just was like, I'm not going to visit for a couple (laughs) weeks. So. But yeah, growing up, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I feel like I learned um, some good work ethic. There was a lot of like heavy lifting, uh, working in any kind of weather. Um, so I don't know. And I just got to like be there with my family, which was kind of cool. And um, like my grandfather would plant vegetable plants. So I got to spend a lot of time with him. I don't know. It was just, it was long, long days hard work and it felt it felt good you know I just I feel like I've just been working for a long time it's rewarding mm-hmm. you're like literally getting something from it right like it's like you're watching the plants grow and like you're harvesting it and yeah. then you have something to show for like all the work that you did yeah. so like today we just brought some hanging baskets here mm-hmm. to sell here for Mother's Day and it's like petunias, lobelia, just like the nice annual hanging baskets and the smell, we were just like hanging them up and putting them around and I'm just like this reminds me of my childhood. It's just this like sweet fragrant like earthy smell. Like whenever I walk in a greenhouse I just smell the dirt and it just brings me right back to just like being a kid, you know. And it's one of those feelings that's sort of like infinite 
like you're just there like that's I'm always gonna feel like that when I have that that fragrance you know so yeah they say that that's most closely connected to memory mm -hmm. yeah for sure with dirt <laughs> that's it. Dirt. Hello, Jerry. I love it. We had I teamed up with this amazing WPI professor last year for a project with my students, and she does a lot of research on how access to nature and the environment helps to decrease cases of um, attention deficit disorder, depression, anxiety in kids. And they're spending so much time now using technology that we need to learn how to unite the two. But she said even just having kids take their shoes off and put their feet in the dirt like has these chemical reactions that totally relieve yeah. stress. And I had never thought of that. And it started to occur to me, like, for the first time in my life, I live in a studio apartment with no green space. How often am I taking my shoes off, you know? Yeah. So I try to make a, a practice of regularly getting my feet dirty now. So can you tell me about your career trajectory? How does one prepare to become a florist? <clears throat> so growing up um, at Everlast, like, you know, being around plants and landscaping and all that stuff, and I always had like a passion for art and creating, um, I realized kind of like early on in high school that I was going to go to the Stockbridge School of Agriculture, which is a two-year associate's degree program at UMass Amherst. So I was able to kind of tailor my, um, my high school classes around knowing that I was going to a two-year school. So I took like extra art classes, like I took drama in place of English, and um, I was just able to kind of skip some of the harder classes. I'm not a great student, but I love to learn. So, um, and it's funny because I actually ended up going to Keene State College for my first year of school, and um, I realized while I was there, because I pretty much only took like photography, 2D art, 3D art, graphic design, I realized, you know what, I do want to go to Stockbridge. So I transferred to, Stock to Stockbridge the next year in 2002 and continued to fail out my first semester there. <laughs> and it was a total bummer, but um, it motivated me to want to get back there and get that degree because I knew that I had, that was my plan. And I sort of felt like, like shoot, like I, I messed up. So I took classes at Worcester State to improve my GPA. I think I was there for three semesters. I took like English and math, graphic design, history. Um, I took some of those core classes just to bring my GPA back up. And um, while I was doing that, I was also like working with my family. I think I worked at Dunkin' Donuts for a little bit. I worked at Barber's Crossing. It just kind of kept that momentum going of just like trying to do the right thing, you know, trying to get back to Stockbridge. And I did. I got back there in 2004, graduated in 2006 with a degree in horticulture and floral design. And it, it felt really good. It was a huge accomplishment for me because like, like I said, like I had failed out and it just, it felt really good to to complete that goal. So, yeah. And now you're here. Mm-hmm. In this lovely shop. And you're the talk of the town. Oh, yes. baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I love Sparkle. Mm -hmm. It's such a good name, too. Sparkle. Thank you. Yeah, it's Catchy. from, I named it, so I had a really hard time coming up with the name. I could not think of a name. I didn't want to do, like, Ari Philippi flowers or something. Designs. I just didn't want to yeah. do that because it felt like so much more. 
Um, I felt like I had been working a really long time to get to this point, you know? And um, I was listening to Fish one night and I was listening to the Lullaby album, trying to put my son to sleep. And I was like, oh, Sparkle, I didn't know they had that on the Lullaby songs. And I put it on and I was like, oh my God, Sparkle. This is it? We're, we're gonna be Sparkle. And so I went and told my husband and we were like, yes, Sparkle, Sparkle on Park. And we're like, oh, it's perfect. And um, then like the sub, the sub of it was like Flowers Art and Local Wonder. And I didn't know if I wanted to, like, I was like, local magic? Like, I want, I didn't know what the word would be. I knew it was local, and um, it was local wonder. And then when I looked into, like, the actual, like, meaning of the words of the fish song, so um, the writer, Tom Marshall, wrote the song about proposing to his wife. So it's about, like, the glitter of the ring. It's about the feeling that you get when you're giving someone a gift. Sparkle. And it was like, so it's not about, like, sparkle isn't like, hey, we got glitter up in here. Right. No, it's like, about a feeling. Like, you're going to come in here. You're going to buy a gift for someone. You're going to buy a gift for yourself. You're going to just feel good, you know? So sparkle's a feeling. It's just like that added touch, right? Sparkle isn't... You don't want everything to be sparkle necessarily. You want, it's right. just like a little like. A little bit of contrast, yeah. a little bit of texture. Spark okay. like, yeah. Yeah, so probably the fish fans are gonna come at me now. They're gonna be like, you got that history wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they are crazy. It's so, no, it's true. Like, <laughs> you forgot this. <laughs> you would think that fish fans would be like super chill, but it's like, no. I don't care. As I'm long so as they, committed. as long as they follow me on Instagram, I don't care. <laughs> Mass Foodies curates exclusive events and publishes thought-provoking content for the food-centric person. When asking yourself where to eat tonight, turn to MassFoodies.com to see what's happening in the Massachusetts food scene. That's MassFoodies.com. So you mentioned the hanging plants here, but there are also beautiful paintings hanging and prints. Can you tell us about what makes Sparkle more than just a flower shop? Sure, yeah. So. I also wanted to have a space where other artists and makers could sell their stuff. Um, yeah, Helen, <laughs> Helen was one of the first people I reached out to because I was just like, Helen. Because I actually bumped into her at the supermarket and I was like, I have to tell you something. And I just like spilled all my beans in the pasta aisle to her. <laughs> and she was just like, yes, I love this. So it just felt good to just kind of like talk to another creative person and just be like, do you want to like come and like play and do this? And so, yeah, so Helen's mugs are here and her vases. Sludge house. Yeah. I gave my mom one of those for Christmas. It looks like the human form. It's like a, yes. a beautiful lady mug. Yeah, we're get. She's supposed to be. Yeah, she she'll be bringing some of those pieces here for Mother's Day. I think the booby mugs are perfect for Mother's Day. <laughs> They're awesome. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> my mom was like, "Oh, thank you." You know, she's excited. But and then we have these pieces here. Yeah. So those, that's acrylic pour. Um, yeah. So they're um, the Wilted Rose Gallery. Ashley Rose, and she does the acrylic pouring, and so it's just like a mixture of acrylic paint and silicone and some other secret ingredients. Yeah. And um, and then it's 
you know, the high gloss on it is, an, is a resin. It's very cool. Yeah, I mean, I, sometimes I, like, go to just, like, say things, and I'm like, people can't see here. Um, but, yeah, the, these pieces are very, very cool. It's exactly, like, it's so shy. It's the high gloss brings that yeah. shine to it with, like, the, it almost, and it almost ends up, it's the pour, it almost ends up looking like watercolor. Yeah, it looks awesome. Colors, yeah, the, the way that the colors interact. She actually cool. came here a couple nights ago, and we did, we did one together, and it's up in the corner over there drying. But, um, sorry, I know people can't see this, but like here it is before the gloss goes on and it's just, it's got that same look with the cells and the colors kind of separating, but it's just not, I think the gloss really adds something special. I think it makes it really unique. Yeah. It's something beyond, I love it. Can I ask you about this tree here? Sure. That's a Boston fern. It's so much more beautiful than like regular ferns. Um, it's a Boston fern. It looks like a weeping willow, but it's a fern. Yeah, it's a hanging basket and it's sitting on top of um, a gold urn that I use for wedding rentals. It's very cool. If you could see it, you would think it was cool too. If you go on my Instagram, you can see me holding it. It's like four feet wide. It's huge. Yeah, it's really beautiful. What is your Instagram handle? Sparkle on park. Because we're on park app. Sparkle, yeah, yeah. one word. I love that. I love the like internal rhyme. I'm very into that. (laughs) And who did the stencil on the wall? Oh, I did that. You did that? That's awesome. That is awesome. So that's actually a construction project. It's hiding. um, There's going to be a waterfall wall there. We just, because we just opened like a couple months ago. So we haven't really had time to do all of the little special things we want to do. So there's going to be a waterfall wall there with shelving in front of it where we'll have just most of the plants and stuff. Did you make these tables too? Yeah, so these are tables. it's just butcher block that we stained. So you just started this business. What is it like being your own boss? Yeah, it feels good to be my own boss. It feels good to, because um, I went from being like a stay-at-home mom. So my son's four, so I was basically home with him every day doing that. And um, now I'm here every day. And um, yeah, it feels good. And you have three employees, right? Do you, I do. Do you enjoy being their boss too? Well, it's interesting because two of them were my coworkers, and now I'm their boss. And then another girl that's working with me, she left her job in mental health to join Sparkle, and um, and she has she has a background in interior design, so the art thing is there. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's nice to teach her what we do and then it's also nice to just work with people that I've worked with before. Right. That's how I kind of feel about this project too. Molly and I were both educators together and we spent a fair amount of time with each other in that space but to work together on a new creative project has been really fun. It's awesome. Yeah. We're having a great time. And I'm getting married in July. We're working with a farm, Five Forks Farm. Oh, yeah. And they're just going to give us, like, big old buckets of flowers. And this That's wonderful awesome. woman who teaches with us, Kathy Sloan, she was a florist. <laughs> and she said, let me help you. We'll put them together. You know, my wedding's really casual. But I do need a bouquet for mm-hmm. the day of for the ceremony. And I'm wondering, like, so it's July 6th. Do you have a sense of what flowers are even blooming at that time? Yeah, there's a lot of options for July. Um, there's a lot of beautiful garden roses, lisianthus, hydrangea. Hydrangeas are my favorite, I Sarah. Love hydrangeas <laughs> are, are really great. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of really pretty greenery too. 
um, the different eucalyptus varieties, the seeded oh, eucalyptus, silver here. dollar, um, there's Italian ruscus. I'm like a huge fan of greenery. That's I'm so especially I'm like July because it, it can be like super hot, and if your if your bouquet is like out of water for a long time, like it's it could start to wilt, which wouldn't be ideal. But like there are like very sturdy flowers that that are good options that you can go with. Are any of them orange? I have a favorite rose. It's a free spirit rose. It's orange, but it also has these like hot pink edges. Technically, it's like a standard rose, but it looks, it's more like a garden rose. Like there's so many petals. I have one, do you wanna see it? I do, yeah. yeah. I'll be right back. <laughs> We're gonna drive one of my bridesmaids crazy because orange <laughs> is not one of my colors. And poor Julia has been like, Sarah, I need guidance on everything. And I like sent her all the colors so that she could buy her dress. And now she's going to be like, God damn it, Sarah, listen to the podcast. Now you're talking orange. Well, just, I know it's Julia, don't freak out. Oh, that's perfect though. See, yeah, it's like a pink with the orange in it. Yeah, no, that is right on, right on target with like, because the bridesmaids are all kind of just wearing whatever they want, but that, but in a certain color palette. Yeah. And that's like, that would be, yeah, that would go. That's beautiful. Yes. And the reason I asked was because Sarah loves orange. I do. And I didn't just ask color. for me or for just random. It was, there was a real reason for random. I love the colors. Yeah, this is very beautiful. I'm going to take a picture. Yeah, what flowers do you love? Well, I really like peonies, but I know they're expensive and I know early And it's July like the end be. of their season, so yeah. you could get them. So, I mean... Who else was, somebody was talking about, I think it's ranunculus, mm -hmm. and yeah. they said they're really similar. Oh, that's the yeah. color palette you sent. It says, says um, yeah. those are beautiful too. Yeah, those are beautiful. But my original idea was just to do greens. So, yeah, I mean, we're right on, <laughs> right on target. So have you worked a lot of weddings before? Yes, I, I have. What's <laughs> your best advice? And then also like any disaster that I should look to avoid or another wedding florist should look to avoid? Um, oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> so I once locked my keys. I was picking up <laughs> I was picking up centerpieces that I had rented to a bride at Tower Hill. I was picking up the centerpieces the next day. But I also had a drop off at Cyprian Keys, which was right, off, right down the road. So, I happened to lock my keys in my car with the centerpieces that needed to be dropped off in an hour. Cool. <laughs> so that happened once. <laughs> that was um, that was okay though. Yeah. It worked out. It worked out. I had a spare set that that were brought to me, so that was fine. Um, also, a disaster to avoid would be. To, you should hire a florist to do your flowers. Yeah. It's such a time-sensitive, like, thing. Like, the, you have to make them a few days in advance, like, before the wedding. You can't make them two weeks before the wedding. Unless it's, like, a succulent garden or some type of, like, plant, you really can't make your arrangements or your wedding bouquet or boutonnieres more than, like, three days before the wedding because yeah. they'll wilt. And then I'm having... really stressing everybody out because <laughs> I'm like, oh no, it's fine. Like Five Forks Farms is dropping off these big buckets of flowers and we're just going to put them together the day before. And my fiance's like, Sarah, we're not going to have time. What <laughs> well, are you thinking? And where and how do you store them? The, um, the ideal temperature to store flowers is 38 degrees. So, I mean, you could have you could use an air conditioner and just turn it way, way down. They only go down to 60, but you could do that and probably be okay. 
We do have access to the space. We're just using a warehouse in Maine South, and it has air conditioning, okay. which is good. Yeah. But I think the day before, the morning before, you know, before the rehearsal and everything, we're going to try and get it done. But we have, we've bought lots of beautiful vases. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, I'm going to need more advice from you. Next thing I'll be <laughs> you calling can you. rent like, me. Rent me and I'll just do it. <laughs> okay, that's tempting. Flowers are temporary, right? They're one of the only things from the wedding that I know are going to die. Mm-hmm. But we love them so much. Why are they so expensive for a temporary entity? So, yeah, they're so expensive because there are farmers that have to grow them. And there's a lot of effort put into growing. There's the soil, there's the nutrients that the plant needs to grow. There's the particular lighting that it needs. You know, sometimes they're started in a greenhouse and then they're brought out to the field. So the greenhouses need to be like, um, the temperature needs to be, you know, regulated. regulated. And um, so there's a lot of energy by people and other things that get put into starting this flower and that all costs money and time and then if it's grown like in South America then it has to get shipped here brought to the wholesaler and then shipped to me and um, it's it's a huge industry it's a huge process now where do a lot of your flowers come from so I have a supplier I have a few suppliers Um, And the nice thing about this time of year, that it's getting warmer out, I'm able to use local farms. But most of my flowers currently come from, I use this company called Delaware Valley, and they're in New Jersey. The awesome thing about them is that I can place an order with them any time before 5 p.m., and I will have my flowers in my shop the next day before I get here. Like, they have a key to come in and drop them off. It's it's really great. It's super convenient. Um, I also go to the New England Flower Exchange in Chelsea in Boston um, and also um, the Floral Reserve in Rhode Island and Carbones. Um, And, yeah, that's what I use. And I've just started reaching out to some local farmers. Cool. Yeah. So I feel like that's good though. Like you have to get your feet with, with like what you know. Well, that's a lot of trust too, to yeah. say you can get into my shop when you need to yeah. get in Well, the interesting thing about Delaware Valley is, so there used to be this wholesaler in Worcester called Zamus and they were on Grafton Hill and they were a flower wholesaler for over 20 years. They were up there forever, but they sold their company to Delaware Valley. And a lot of the guys that worked at Zamus now work for Delaware Valley. So like, I know the driver from like 12 years ago when I first started doing this or whatever, 13 years ago. So yeah. And he was like, yeah, it was like a reunion when we saw (laughs) each other again. It was cute. So yeah, it is a lot of trust, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So there's trust, they're expensive. It feels like something I want to hang on to. And my friend Kathleen, she was here for my bridal shower this past weekend, and she was like, Sarah, I just, you know, I tried to press my flowers after my wedding and they got moldy. Mm -hmm. Do you have any sense for, like, how do you press a few flowers to save them? So this is something that I'm just starting to get into because I want to learn how to, like, dry them so I can then resin them into, like, a paperweight or something like I want to do something creative in that with uh, with resin and the flowers but um, I know that like CC Lowell they offer something with um, you have to dry your flowers and then bring it to them and then they do something in a shadow box it looks it looks awesome um, so you could do that's an option and um, 
So like dry them like baseline. You would just yeah hang them upside down on a string, dry them. Flowers and bouquets from different places that I've just like will find like a petal from. But like my experience with pressing stuff is like finding it in a book 10 years later because I just like decided to stuff that pretty leaf Mm -hmm. in a book and then I'm just like forget about it. You should do that. You should press, you and Jake should like hide them places. Like a time capsule. But I was also thinking you could have like, you could have a local artist, like a a watercolor artist, like paint something and you could save, you could like press, press your petals and have them put into the watercolor painting or something. Uh, I love that You could totally get creative with it. I interviewed Laura Murata this week for Worcester Magazine, and she was talking about her own art. And she's so funny, too. She's opening the Creative Hub in Worcester. So when I said, can you describe your style as an artist? She's like, oh, we're talking about my art? But I'm like, don't forget, you're such an impressive, talented artist. But she's been talking nonstop about Creative Hub because she's just like, she's putting in that work for it. She's the executive director, too. But she does a lot with watercolor, watercolor, pen and ink, and nature. So that might be, I'm yeah, glad you perfect. said that. You Good made match. a click. Yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned CC Lowell, but this neighborhood is awesome. I just did a piece for Discover Central Mass yeah. where we talked about walking from Bonons to Hiders to Rosenblooms mm-hmm. next door. And, um, you know, to CC Lowell, there's so many cool little retail shops that's that are established. That's entertainment. That's entertainment. So you're the new kid on the block. That's right. How does it feel? Are they embracing you? Yes. It feels like the most natural thing in the world to be here. Um, The neighbors have been awesome. Um, Altea's has been amazing. Neil and Chuck Rosenblum, they're they're our landlords, and they've just been super great. I love them. And, um, yeah, it it just feels really good to be here. So there's been a flower shop in this location for the last 15 years. First the Perfect Package, um, then La Jolie, now Sparkle. So, um, and having worked at La Jolie for a few years, like I, I know all the neighbors. Like yeah. I've been going to Hyder's for years. I've been popping over to CC Lowell for like my forever, but even more so, you know. Is it like the oldest art store in the country yeah, or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Mm-hmm. I didn't ever know that. You know, I grew up and I would go get supplies there yeah. for my project boards, but yeah. like, <laughs> for my stenciling. I love my, that it's right there. So yeah, the neighbor the neighborhood's been awesome. It always has been, you know. It's a nice tradition, like this space, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people come yeah, in and they're right. they're like, is this the perfect package? <laughs> No. And that's like we have friends who work at the dive bar and they say sometimes people will come in who used to hang out there like 20 years yeah. ago and say, wait a second, like I can't get a Bud Light here anymore. And they're like, no, no. this has been different for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But I love the idea that you guys are keeping retail alive because mm-hmm. something I'm fascinated in is the death of the American shopping mall. And the idea that things that you can buy on the internet are you know, not going to be successful in a Mm -hmm. commercial, especially (laughs) a commercial environment that doesn't have a lot of character. But like, talk about something that you you cannot buy online properly. Flowers. Flowers. You just can't. No, it's not. I mean, you, we have an online ordering, but Mm -hmm. you know, local, it's, it's different. Like another thing that sets us apart from like other flower shops is that we don't have a wire service. We're not paying a wire service to give us orders so like 
So we have an online website where you right. can order stuff, and it's just that's it. It's right. just and ordering, and up. then you come pick it up. Yeah. We deliver it, but we're not we're not giving a huge percentage to the wire service. We're not giving anything to Teleflora. We're not giving anything right. to FTD. Flowers, we're not giving. Whatever. So the money that you're spending with us is all going into your florals. So, and it's nice. It's nice for everybody because we get to make an extra beautiful arrangement. We get to put that extra 30% into your, into your gift to the person that you love and rather than give it to some yeah, bozo at some <laughs> wire service, yeah, you know? It's not like an inflated, right? It's not like an inflated price. It includes what you're actually like Yeah. Getting. I don't want to call anyone a bozo. Can you take that out? <laughs> I can, but I think it was dessert. Oh, man. I mean, everybody's going to work, you know, yeah. but... Well, where do you like mm. to hang out, but for fun? <laughs> so I love Birch Tree. Mm. It's pretty much my favorite place. Like I learned how to breastfeed in public there. Like it, I just had, <laughs> it's just like a really special place to me. Like Rob and Avra are really good friends of mine. Mm. And it just has, I have a really special place in my heart for Birch Tree because um, I don't know, it's just really comfortable for me to be there. It's and the food's amazing. It's super welcoming. The live, it's just really nice to always hear live music and um, yeah, but like since opening Sparkle, like I haven't really been able to do like anything. But some of my favorite places to go are like Davis Farmland. <laughs> we went Me too. last year. We brought a small child, as yeah, I think you have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but there were we baby goats one. everywhere. <laughs> I had the time of my life. It's so great there. I think. I love it. Sarah was like enjoying herself and then also enjoying me just like <laughs> having the time of my life. It was like a little bit of both. We were there with a three-year-old. I thought yeah. she would be the most elated one, but it was Molly. <laughs> hands down. Like, there's like pictures of me with my, my face like right up against a goat. <laughs> oh yeah, I loved it. Can I ask about breastfeeding in public? Sure. So like, yeah, what is there to, to learn and how do they make it feel more comfortable than a, a different place? Mm. Oh, how did... They specifically. Oh, I don't know. It was just like really warm in there, and you kind of have to like strip down a little bit Mm -hmm. to feed your baby when you're breastfeeding. No, no. (laughs) but yeah, it was just I don't know, just something about being in there. Everyone was just kind of there doing their own thing. It just I don't really know. I just felt comfortable. Like I would meet other new moms there, and we'd be like, all right, well. Yes, we're gonna go. do this. Let's yeah. do it. And yeah, that was it, really. But well, I think it's important to have a place that's like that is a public place, mm-hmm. but that you like, especially as like a first-time mom, right? That you feel comfortable, like you like you're not just gonna be like at a random restaurant. I mean, you'll get there, right? But it's <laughs> it's nice that but it's nice that you like that. There's a place where like people just were like, I feel okay about this right now. Like I'm just gonna go for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's sure. it's so fraught, like for women and people who are breastfeeding, to just to do it in public. I mean, you just gotta do it, you know. Yeah. You're feeding your kid. Yeah, you, <laughs> I mean, I would just do it anywhere, really. Mm-hmm. I didn't care. But Birch Tree planted the seed. My fiance, <laughs> one of his projects right now is the stadium, the new ballpark that they're building in the Canal District, and he said that the other day. We were driving the car and we were just kind of doing our own thing, and all of a sudden he goes. Oh my God, are we going to need to do like um, a lactation room? Yes. We didn't think of that, but it was do just it. So, And I was like, I think you have to legally. Yeah. yeah. But also, like, awesome. good on Jasper. Yeah, it came to it's him. Good thinking <laughs> at a traffic yeah. light. I like that. 
But I am glad that you mentioned Birch Tree as like a welcoming place because that's actually where we're having our rehearsal dinner too because there's kids and everything there. And I brought a whole bunch of guests who were in town this past weekend for my bridal shower there yesterday. And I have a shower, would you rather? (laughs) Okay. Okay, um, let's see. In preparation for baby number four, Kim hosted a CBD-themed baby shower with friends and family. This is Kim Kardashian, just to be clear. Oh, yeah. Can you explain what CBD is? Not really. It's Probably not, probably, I mean, probably no better than you can. The non-psychoactive property of cannabis right so it's just supposed to be calming but yeah yeah not all you can get it like mind. in your lip gloss now yes <laughs> okay so <laughs> let's see um so she had a cbd themed baby shower with friends and family the reality star is freaking out about her baby and wanted to surround herself with calming energies kim told guests i thought it was kind of ridiculous to have a fourth baby shower but i thought i'm freaking the f out about having a fourth kid would you rather have a fourth baby shower or skip it all together? And what has your experience been with being the center of attention at an event like that? Wait, do you mean skip it all together, like even for your first baby? No, for the fourth one. Oh. So where do they buy the CBD? Did they go to Cultivate? Uh-huh. Did they park at Everlast? <laughs> I mean, if they did, then maybe I'll change yeah. my tune. Kim K, come on, pop it. Yeah, I'm going to say fourth one. I don't think no. I need to have a fourth one. You're not even supposed to have one for a second one, right? What's the question? Do we have the shower? Would you have yeah. a, a fourth baby shower? Or just skip it? What time of year is it? That's a good question. It's May. Yeah, we'll just say it is May. Before Mother's Day or after? Ooh. Right before. I say have it. Yeah, and it yeah. can be like a, a Mother's Day celebration. Yes. Yep, Mother's Day celebration for the fourth yeah. baby, for sure. I guess also if I had a reality show, it would be a plot line. She's not giving birth to that baby though, right? No, it's Wait, a surrogate. She, is she having another baby? Yeah. yeah, they're having a... Yeah, they have three children. She gave birth to... North and, and Saint, which were the first two, the girl and the boy. And then they have a third daughter, or second daughter, Chicago. Chicago. Shy, yeah. I'm getting there. And then, yeah. And so they have a fourth one on the way that will also be born via surrogate. That's awesome. I think that she, yeah. And I think that Kim, I think her first two pregnancies, like, were, were like, very traumatic for her. Like, I think she, that put her body through a lot. And that's why she chose to... Um, go through a surrogate I don't think it's like I think people think with her it's like for vanity reasons but as far as I know she's spoken about how it was like she had preeclampsia she had had all kinds of stuff and so she was like yep but I like to shatter expectations people have of Kim. All right, so we'll let her have her party, her <laughs> fourth party. Yeah, for sure. And Kira Knightley and Blake Lively both announced this week also that they are pregnant. Um, whose baby would you rather be the godmother to? Kira Knightley or Blake Lively? Kira Knightley. I'm going to go with Blake Lively. She's from Gossip Girl, and she's married to Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. He is fun. They just seem like fun. Yeah. I just love Keira Knightley because she is in Love Actually, which is, like, my favorite. Your favorite and movie. one of my favorite movies. And what else? Did, oh, um, she made a movie with Mark Ruffalo a few years ago. It was like, they made all this music in the street. Begin Again. It's wonderful. She plays, it's like very, oh, you would probably love it, Ari. It's about this like woman who like gets dumped by her boyfriend who, who turns into like a pop star and she had been writing all of his songs and then she and this like washed up 
music producer like decide to make a record together sounds like, right up my um, alleyway <laughs> like, tell me more <laughs> no but they like make all these all these all this like record on like roofs and like in parks and stuff it's really cool i've seen it's it it's a wonderful movie yeah. well i vote it's for really that good. girl yeah i'll be her kid's godmother okay she's great <laughs> i enjoyed atonement that, yeah. but you know i'm going for heavy stuff okay the Billboard Music Awards took place Wednesday night in Las Vegas, and the host of the show, Kelly Clarkson, got her appendix removed Thursday morning. Is this, so the next this morning. actually happened? Yeah. yeah. Like literally the next day. After suffering from appendicitis the week leading up to the show, the pop queen tweeted, not going to lie, I may or may not have broken down in tears after the show from pain. That's some high pain tolerance right there. And that is the commentary of our friend, Allie Hart, yeah. who puts out this pop culture newsletter every Heartbeat. week called The Heartbeat. And so that's where we've pulled all of our would you rathers from this week. Thank you, Allie. Um, so my question for you is, would you rather host the show in intense pain like Kelly or bail on hosting and prioritize your health? I feel like I work best under pressure, so I would host with the pain. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, I remember oh, it was like 2009 or 2010. Mia was nine months pregnant with her daughter, and she performed Swagger Like Us at the I think it was the Grammys, like with Jay Z and Lil Wayne and Ti and Kanye West. And she went. She had her baby the next day. Wow. Is yeah. Amy Schumer still pregnant? That is a good question. I don't know. I think she's one of those people that like she just tweeted yesterday or a couple days ago yeah. that she was still pregnant there's some people who like seem pregnant forever like I feel like every <laughs> well, time she did her Netflix special yeah. pregnant so it will live on you know yeah but I feel like every time Jessica Simpson has a kid I'm like how long has she been pregnant for you know who's not pregnant anymore the, Meghan Markle <laughs> I do <laughs> Molly loves the royals <laughs> I do and they had a baby boy he's like seven pounds three ounces or something I'm, does he have a name no not yet but they are doing that like they're um they're retreating more we talked about this a little bit where like Will William and Kate kind of were like they're very public because they're like you know next in line and Harry and Meghan are like he came out and just was like we're so excited and then kind of just went back in and spent yeah, time with his family. they're not going to make it everybody's business. Yes. I like oh, that. Oh, actually, wait. Speaking of, I took a note today to... I almost <laughs> forgot about it because I thought it was hilarious. This, like, UK, like, tabloid Daily Express had, a, had, like, a tweet, like, a headline that was, like, they will choose an unusual name for the baby that unifies the United States and the UK. And I just don't understand what that could be. Like, what name... I was like, George Washington, like, how do you unite Thatcher, <laughs> right? Like, That's a good one. How do you do it, right? But I just was like, I don't understand what they mean by this. But, you know, those t UK tabloids are just like on another level from, our, from ours. So I thought that was very funny. <laughs> okay, my last would you rather. Thank you, Allie. She says, or asked the question, trouble in fanhoods? Oh, yeah. The Bayhive, <laughs> Beyonce's fans, stands. I'm not saying stands anymore because that song is so terrible that it. All of our students are calling people who are big fans of something a stan, like okay. from the Eminem song. This is not new, Sarah. Well, I've been calling. I standing is from like 2009 Tumblr. Oh my! I'm God. never gonna drop it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Stan is like the crazy I fan. I know. What does he do at the end of the song? Okay, so. When you hear someone say, like, I stan Beyonce, what they mean is that they are 
the origin of it comes from and why Sarah's so upset is that the origin of it comes from the Eminem song Stan where he like writes all these obsessive letters to Eminem oh Stan yes I thought you've been saying stand like I stand with you oh I think a lot of people have thought yeah yeah but you're like like when you like are a huge fan of something to the point where like you just you know hopefully are not gonna like Drive your car off a bridge. So it's like an obsessive term? Right. Okay. So like, if you say, I stand Beyonce, it's obviously hyperbole. But yeah. then I re-listened to the Eminem the song songs. and I said, this man has some serious mental yeah. health issues that he needs to deal with. I started crying about it in the car like I heard a year ago and I was like, oh man, this is Very so sad. heavy. All yeah. right. Anyway, the Bayhive, the Beehive, and Swifties. Say the Beehive. Thanks. Me- <laughs> no, because I was, I was confused about that for a long time. <laughs> The Beehive and Swifties may be feuding. Swift (laughs) performed her new single, Me, at the Billboard Music Awards on Wednesday, and the Beehive couldn't help but notice the similarities in performances from Beyonce's famous Coachella show last year, which has regained popularity following her release of the live album and documentary literally last week. I just rewatched the whole thing yesterday. It is stunning. Basically, both Beyonce and Swift's performances have drum lines and a marching band. And the timing of it all definitely seems suspect. (laughs) Swift has been accused of cultural appropriation for her use of a marching band, which Beyonce used in her HBCU homecoming theme show. That historically black black colleges colleges and universities. universities. Are you team Tay or team Bay? Well, I'm (laughs) always team Beyonce. But in this case, I think it was like a coincidence. I really didn't like it, and I love I Taylor I Swift. I didn't. I don't want. I didn't watch it. I watched it, and it really rubbed me the wrong way. It. it seemed like a direct mimic of something, and I imagine the timeline was off. She probably had it in the works long before but, seeing the documentary. But timing is everything. You could also stream. Everyone streamed it. The original last yeah, year, so it was like. Did they stream it side by side? Yeah, so there were a lot of side-by-side shots, but also Beyonce's performance was a year ago, and it just came out with her documentary this week, so it's like regained some visibility. But Taylor knew, I think, that her performance looked very similar, so I just don't understand what her motivation was. I never, I I rarely understand. Tweets. She just wanted the tweets. Are people yeah. still tweeting? She's a genius, huh? I tweet. Okay. She wanted us to talk I think about it. Can I I'm ask? Sad. Is there anything that you haven't had a chance to tell us about Sparkle yet no. that you definitely yeah. want to I wanted to, to just show. talk about some of the artists that are here. Yes. So, Maker Jake, his name's Jake Jenga. He's an art educator in New Bedford, and he grew up in Spencer. He's super super talented. I've known him since he was like a kid. His mom worked with us at Everlast. So his some of his artwork is up here for sale. And he has a really cool Instagram at Maker Jake. And then Chica Beads, this um, lovely girl, Jovi Fisher from West Boylston. She does handcrafted jewelry. Also, my good friend Jenna Janes does handcrafted fine sterling silver jewelry. So there's like a bathtub made out of silver and just really cute like carrots and really pretty earrings and um, like big tree rings. So and yeah, she's I think at Jenna Janes Designs on Instagram. Smells so good like (laughs) And um... Oh yeah, Rick's Country Crafts. He does. Uh, he has these like wall sconces, and he um, he's a he's a vet, and he has this like 
he's just like super talented with woodworking and we have some of his stuff in here um, as well. And my stuff, I have some artwork up here, some acrylic paintings and watercolors. And um, I think that's it so far. Well, this is a beautiful creative space um, and it moves so far beyond flowers, you know? There's so much yeah. that you could come here for. I think that local wonder is like such a perfect and like succinct way to describe it. Because yeah. it could mean like, you could have like, you know, it runs your imagination a little bit, but then you yeah. see and you're like, yes, this is it. I really just <laughs> wanted it to be like local, local makers to feel like they can have a space to like, to not only sell their stuff on Instagram, but also like have a little space in my store. Like, like this is your shelf, yeah. you know? And, um, a community space. Yeah. I'm hoping to incorporate more local growers and like, I love to go to my dad's in Leicester and just harvest. Mm -hmm harvest stuff from like the woods and the field and even like in his greenhouse a little bit um yeah so i don't know it's lovely excellent yeah. we have a rosie report this we do week? uh what? do you know about rosie o'donnell's connection to worcester i think she walked it? by one day <gasps> we're trying to get her on our show so she's engaged to a Worcesterite, right? okay. a cop. Yeah. Um, she's the only woman on the mounted police unit. And we've been trying to track her down since our, our very first show. Rosie, come on, pop it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. And she become a thing. Yeah, I think she might have been spotted like walking across the street. Maybe <laughs> she was at maybe she was at Blue Shades yeah. or Sake Bomb, maybe. <laughs> we gotta go investigate after this. Yes. We, but she is aware of the show, which is exciting. Um, we're, we're still trying to get her to, you know, hammer down yeah. a good scheduling spot. We'll yes. take you whenever, Rosie. I'll Hope take you get her. Yeah. Um, Rosie has been busy. She so yesterday, um, last night was the Glad Awards ceremony. Um, and Madonna won the Advocate for Change Award. And so Rosie, in like a reunion of a league of their own, came and was her, like her introduction. So she like, she introduced her and, you know, they took a lot of pictures together. It was very sweet. Um, she is attending the Met Gala tonight, which is camp themed this year. And there has been a lot of dispute on Twitter about people not actually understanding what camp means, which has been funny. That's a quick aside. Um, like camp in the in the greater lexicon of pop culture. But she was very excited about it. She had she demoed a couple of her like potential hairstyles, but like still like with curlers in and stuff on Instagram. Um, so that was fun. And then she also just recently she was on the show Smilf. She just got a big part in um, an upcoming HBO miniseries. And so she was talking a little bit, uh, I think it was on the red carpet yesterday, about how she was really excited to return to acting. And her teenage son, Parker, who's 19, recently came home, like, came home and said, hey, I was at a party and I saw you on TV and you were in a baseball game and you were a teenager. <laughs> and she said... <laughs> That was my first movie. I was 29. <laughs> but he, like, just saw A League of Their Own. And I guess he was like, whoa. Like, that's my there's mom. There's my mom. Yeah. So I thought that was very cute. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you, Ari, for having us yes. in this adorable shop. Yes. It seems like a place that just breeds creativity. So oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having yeah. us. Uh, I have been Sarah. I have been Molly. And this has been Pop It. See ya. Bye. Bye. Oh my god. You did. You did great. I felt like a different person. 
Mass Foodies curates exclusive events and publishes thought-provoking content for the food-centric person. When asking yourself where to eat tonight, turn to MassFoodies.com to see what's happening in the Massachusetts food scene. That's MassFoodies.com.